Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Sam. And we live in Orlando, Florida. The theme park capital of the world. We each have our own YouTube channels. And in this podcast, we'll be sharing more about our lives, our travels, our theme park enthusiasm, what's going on in the world. And more. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what we've been doing, what we're excited for, and answer some of your questions in Expedition Enthused, a theme park podcast. Last week, we recorded our first episode. We called it episode zero, but really it was episode one. And we introduced this podcast and what we're going to do. So I guess today in episode two. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do those things. We have an outline. We have an order of operations, things we're going to talk about. We were prepared. I think we're pretty, pretty prepared. So I guess we should kick this off officially starting our first full episode. First full length Expedition Enthused Theme Park Podcast episode. So we're going to talk about what we've done lately. But since we're starting in February of 2023, it's actually March now. We're going to catch up. We're going to do a quick recap of what we've done this year so far. We took a holiday trip to the UK, England, obviously, where Sam is from. We went to London. We did some really fun things and then we went to Edinburgh and that was my first time in Scotland. And that's where we rang in the new year at Hogmanay. We did. And it was, as you would expect, a winter in Scotland to be wet, rainy, but it was a lot of fun. It was really fun. It was really wild, a little bit chaotic. It was a night to remember. Not everything went smoothly, but... We made the most of it. We did. And I definitely want to go back to Scotland and see more of like the green rolling hills and the countryside and all of that. And we definitely will. We've seen those areas in England and they're beautiful, but there's so much more to see. And then when we got back from the UK and started the year, you know, we've done a lot and we don't we don't have to talk about everything. We'll just hit some highlights. We went to Disneyland. We took a little trip to California. You've been talking about the Jolly Holly Bakery for quite some time. Yeah, Jolly Holiday, this bakery in Disneyland. I was so excited for it and that was the first thing we did and it was it was good right it lived up it was good i wish that disney world had a jolly holiday like just i want the grilled cheese and tomato soup every day it's so good we didn't just go to disneyland though we did some firsts theme park firsts a lot of firsts so this is like some big highlights for us for this trip we went to universal studios hollywood for the grand opening of the brand new super nintendo world that was the reason for the trip the reason for the season. We booked it very last minute. Very last minute. We knew Super Nintendo World was opening and of course we would love to be there, but we didn't know pretty much up to almost the last minute whether we were going to go or not. I'm glad we did. I think Universal Hollywood surprised us both. Agree. So I had been once, but the time that I went, it was pouring rain. Half the rides were closed. I didn't really get to do much that day. So this was almost like a first time because we really did almost everything. And it was your first time ever. I have never been to that park. And what better time to be there than the grand opening of Super Nintendo World? We were invited by Universal to go to the opening red carpet night, which we've never been to anything like that before. And we were just over the moon excited. It was so amazing. The creator of Mario and Link and Zelda and so many amazing Nintendo characters was there. That was one of the biggest highlights, like to see that in person. 
London and be there for that grand opening celebration. The whole land is special and I think that just topped it off. It's theme park history. Like both of us obviously were theme park enthusiasts. We have YouTube channels based on it. We have this podcast based on it, but just in our lives, we love this stuff. So to be there for a theme park history, last year we were there for like the opening of Iron Gwazi and Icebreaker and so many, so many things in theme park history through the years. And this was another one and this was a big one. And there is a special kind of buzz at grand openings. You know it's going to be crowded, you know it's going to be busy, but even the whole grand opening weekend, everyone is super excited to be there. And I think that makes grand openings even more exciting. What were some of your favorite things about the Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood? The biggest thing is that it basically feels like you've jumped into the game. If all around you, you are stood in the world of Mario. The theming is huge. They have created this immersive world and you feel like you're in the game. Now it's called Super Nintendo World, but this world is very much Mario, like Super Mario focused. There are a few little other Nintendo things in there, but it's mostly Mario. But when this land opens at Epic Universe in Florida in a few years, we will have a bit more than that. But I think we'll talk about that in like a future episode more. There's a lot to talk about there. I think uh, if we go into that whole can of worms. It's a whole episode. There's a lot to unpack. Even though everybody knows Epic Universe is happening, And it's been officially announced that night at the grand opening Universal officially, officially announced it. They said this land is coming to Epic Universe and everybody cheered. I was already really excited to have Nintendo here in Orlando, but going to the California version made me even more excited to have it close by. Both of us, you know, we grew up playing Super Mario games, but we both love the world of Mario and playing the games and like all the little sounds and like the ding ding like breaking blocks and hitting question marks I think was my favorite and saving the golden mushroom like that was so fun. It's funny because since we went I restarted playing the Mario games from the very first one and I've been playing them in order of release main games and uh, I've done quite a few since then they just nailed it on how it sounds how it looks how it even feels in there and I can't wait to see an even bigger version here. Yeah and I played a little too right and I'm really good at Super Mario Brothers. You are actually you're <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm more of a 3D Mario team. Three. Three. <laughs> TH. Another thing I want to say about Universal Studios Hollywood is we both loved the park. I love the like levels, the upper lot and the lower lot and the giant escalators and the views of the hills. It's beautiful. I actually really liked their version of the mummy because I feel like so many people have said it's not that great. It's not worth it. But we both thought it was spooky and fun and different enough. It's like the same, but different and actually got some airtime on that. And I feel like it is different enough to have been really cool to be able to do both because I love the mummy at Universal Studios. Florida. We only had one real day in the park and we kind of questioned whether we should do the mummy because we had it here. We had heard it's not as good, but we went on it and I really think it surprised us. It was so different to the one here that it was like a different take on the same story that you've done so many times. Yeah. And that just goes to show like do things yourself because there could be reviews out there and people saying this and that and like you got to do it yourself to see what it's really like. And I'm so glad we did. And then we did the tram tour, both of us, our first time doing that. And oh my gosh, that is just wonderful. But 
Definitely, obviously, listen to us. We we know, we know. <laughs> but listen, our reviews, those you should listen to. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has their own opinion on everything, sometimes too much. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I am glad that Swan, that we just decided we're going to go on it. Yeah. We said we need to see this for ourselves. And it's fun. Those hands coming out the ceiling. Yeah, the hands and like, the mummies popping out. And I don't know, I liked it. There's no Brendan Fraser, but you know what? It's fine. You know what, though? Seeing Jaws again. Oh, my God. So the tram tour we loved. There's so much nostalgia there for us. So I didn't know what was like the good side. I'm doing air quotes, like the good side of the tram tour to sit on because we've never done it. Both sides are good and have different things that you see and things that you miss too. But what I like two things about the side we sat on is we had the water flooding towards us in earthquake and we could still see the fire on the other side. But we had Jaws on our side. He was right there seeing him come out of the water. It was like, I miss, I miss Jaws here in Orlando. I thought he was going to get a tasty snack with you sat there. I was so close. I really thought, oh no, oh no, I'm a tasty snack for Jaws. Yeah, I do miss Jaws here. Oh God. There's no other ride or attraction like that, like a boat ride where a big shark pops out, an animatronic shark. We were sat on the side furthest from the where you get on. Yeah, furthest from the loading side is the yeah. side you want to sit on if you want to say hi to Brucey boy. Either side both has a, a great view and we saw some iconic stuff and places where they made so many iconic movies and it was just I loved our day at Universal Hollywood. I did too we had really nice weather the sky was blue but I also liked that they brought the nope movie set that's the newest part of the tram tour and it was really cool it looked amazing mm -hmm. and that's the actual sets they used to film the movie so that was neat. There's so much history at that place and that just comes back to us both loving theme park history and unique things. And, and movies we both love movies. That tram tour is historic it is and uh we did have a tram tour here in orlando at universal for a little while it wasn't very good <laughs> i miss those kind of tram tour rides like yeah. hollywood studios yeah the mgm, MGM yeah mm -hmm. one other quick thing about universal studios hollywood there's so much we loved and and obviously we don't want to talk about everything here we want to talk about highlights but the water world stunt show i mean i was <laughs> expecting it to be good and it was better than i expected and that is one where the reviews normally say this is a great show yeah and it lived up to the hype it was really good so make sure you see that if or when you go to Universal Studios Hollywood. I mean, it's been there since the 90s. That's crazy because it's, uh, you know, you think like Waterworld, what, why? But I, it works. I haven't even seen the movie. Yeah. I've seen the movie. We talked about having you watch it and then we completely forgot about it. So now yeah. we've got to have you watch it. Maybe we'll watch that tonight. It's a terrible movie, yeah. but like a terrible, wonderful movie. I feel like I would love it. You are probably going to love it. <laughs> like I love it, but it's also like awful. Okay, let's move on to Disneyland. This was my first time at Disney California Adventure. I've been there twice. Once back before it was basically redone completely. So I was kind of your tour guide mm -hmm. slash figuring out where I'm going at the same time guide. I felt like DCA is very small and it was really easy. I, we've talked in the videos about this before, but I have a terrible sense of direction. I get lost really easily and Sam has a great sense of direction. But at DCA, I knew where to go. That's first times for everything. <laughs> my first time at DCA, my first time with a good sense of direction. I had layout down pat pretty quickly. DCA was cool. We talked about how we liked Avengers Campus and it doesn't look like much. Like it's not pretty, but the characters are amazing. The character interactions in that land honestly take it from being like, it's fine to great. 
amazing. Yeah. The characters that you can see and that you can meet the little mini shows that happen all around. We were so impressed and blown away. That's what made us love Avengers Campus. Not the way it looks. And I get why it looks industrial. I I do think there could be more to the theming. But either way, that is out the window when you are just spending half an hour talking with Doctor Strange and joking around and Thor is there and Black Panther and Black Widow and like all these characters that you love are just running around doing things, talking to you, interacting, dancing with the Guardians of the Galaxy with Star-Lord and Gamora at the dance party. We were like, okay, I love this. And then the food was really good from Pim's Test Kitchen. And they had some good beers. They did. They had a really good selection of beers and there's a separate bar that you can mobile order from that's separate from the food place so it doesn't clog the lines up, which I think is smart. I don't remember the name of it, but that purple cheesecake that I had in there, I still think about it. <laughs> it was so good. I'm surprised how much time we spent in Avengers Campus. I thought it would be like, we would go in, pop on the rides, have a look around and go. But we just kept coming back. Yeah, we kept circling back to Avengers Campus. And every time we'd meet someone new, like Captain Marvel, new characters were out. And every time different things were happening. And at night, the vibe and atmosphere changes and the lighting's really cool. It does look cooler at night. Sitting in that sanctum with mm. Doctor Strange's show at night, it just felt cool yeah it was was really cool (laughs) that was a long pause for the word cool (laughs) the word cool it was really mystical and there the theming felt really good and immersive i was trying to describe the feeling and uh, (laughs) i i went with cool but yeah mystical yeah mystical but disneyland i want to say just a few highlights of what our favorites were and i want to say the two things that pop into my head right away. There's so much that we loved. We had an amazing day at Disneyland and we did like everything. The Encanto show on Small World Facade and Wondrous Journeys. And the Matterhorn. Oh, we love the Matterhorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are some highlights for you? Wondrous Journeys, even without the fireworks, mm. was a great show. It's and so I loved good. it. And I would go back to see it with fireworks just for that. We stayed in a Spring Hill Suites, which was kind of behind the Mickey and Friends parking structure. Mm. So you had to walk around it through downtown Disney to get in. So we saw the fireworks out of our hotel window. And then the next day we saw Wondrous Journeys. They only do it like as a projection show on the weekdays. But even without the fireworks, the songs and the projections were beautiful. And you can actually get close enough to the castle to see them, which is awesome. I was crying. Like, I loved it. The good thing and bad thing about walking through downtown Disney was that we definitely did some shopping. (laughs) We did. Some of it was required. Some of it was required because it was so cold. We did not expect Southern California to be that cold at that week because it was warm the week before and then the week after it was like raining. So there's been some wild weather over there. But when we were there, the days that we had at Universal Studios was not that cold and it was really nice and sunny. But our days at Disneyland were cold, especially at night. I needed two jumpers or two, like it was cold. I'm used to it being cold and it was cold for me so that animation building yeah we ducked into the animation building and just watched like disney movies on those big screens and like warmed up and it was so nice that's a cozy spot it's a good spot we spent quite some time in there (laughs) we did that was probably second to avengers campus (laughs) (laughs) true actually you took your first ride on mission breakout the re-themed tower of terror i did i i'm such a big tower of terror fan like i love twilight zone and I love Tower of Terror and I love how ours, the elevator goes out into this hallway and like it does so much more that it's going to be hard for me to say anything that rethemes Tower of Terror. Like it was good and I had fun, but I don't know, I'm a Tower 
of Terror fan. The spooky... Again, the kind of atmosphere, the... The atmosphere, yeah. Mystical. Yeah, like... I love it. Let's talk about another thing in Disneyland that was a highlight for me, and that was meeting Mandalorian and Grogu. So Mandalorian is a walk-around character in Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. He carries around the little animatronic Grogu, or actually, it's real. It's real. It's the baby. And he's looking around, and he's blinking. We met him, and we were so excited, and we talked about how we wish that Hollywood Studios in Florida had him walking around, but but he can't because of the Star Cruiser timeline. And then we get back, and what happens? He arrives. He arrived. Do you think it's because we said it? I think, no. (laughs) (laughs) But when you wish upon a star. I mean, I think we were there. We influenced it in some minute way. Yeah. But we would never know. We'll never know. (laughs) But we wished, and then we get back, and now Mandalorian and Grogu are walking around Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios here in Orlando. And they said it's not a temporary thing. Like, he is there, so you don't have to rush to see him because he's going to be there walking around just like Rey and Chewbacca. I hope it is the start of them adding more and more characters walking around. It doesn't even have to be, like, known characters, just little droids or anything. Yeah, yeah, because when Galaxy's Edge was first conceived, what was kind of, like, presented to the public was that it was going to be, like, a really lively Star Wars universe with lots of characters and aliens and droids walking around. And we do have the Stormtroopers and Kylo Ren and Rey and Chewie, and that's awesome. But, like, more, I think, would be more awesome. Yeah. So, we've said this now, so, you know, <laughs> it might Yeah, <gasps> if we say we wish for it, ripples in the universe, butterfly effect, I don't know, it could happen. And if it does, you heard it here first. It would be very funny if it actually did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot of, so many times we've been like, dang, I wish Florida would do this and it's not. And then it's like, bam, it's there. We have to head over there and say hello to him. Babe. We do. We haven't met him here. We didn't rush out to meet him there because we had just met him. We just got back from Disneyland. We had so much going on, but we got to go say hi soon and see if he remembers us from Batu West. So we did come back from California. (laughs) We did. Here we are. (laughs) And we did some other things. First, the Festival of the Arts kicked off at Epcot. And then more recently, the Epcot Flowering Garden Festival kicked off, which I always call my birthday festival because it always starts around between March 1st and 3rd. So I always celebrate my birthday there, which is cool. You know, speaking of which, Epcot, almost like more of the year there are festivals there than not festival. I like that. I think it makes people come back and it doesn't take away anything from regular old Epcot. Agree. It's like it adds something there. Like I have no issue with there being festivals year round. Like I do like plain Epcot without any festival, but it it just adds and it doesn't take anything away. So I think that's a good thing. And speaking of adding something and not taking away, we Road Tron Light Cycle Run, the newest ride at Magic Kingdom. We did. When we were in California, I don't know if it was jet lagged or just waking up at 6 (laughs) a.m. And they released the annual pass holder preview slots. And I looked at my phone to see in what time it was. And I had the alert to sign up and I did. So yeah, you got us. These spots are tough to get. I always have such a hard time, but you got us a spot to get our annual pass holder preview and we did it. So we did it on the first day of the previews, which was the fourth. Yeah, March 4th was the first day of annual pass holder previews. That was the day we got to go ride it. It was our first time obviously riding it. It opens to the public on April 4th. They have done previews before this, but that was for cast members. So we signed 
signed up for with our annual passes. We did the ride and we we liked really it. Liked we it. loved it. It was really fun. It exceeded my expectations. I know it has taken a long time to build. It already existed years ago in Shanghai. I liked it and I think it exceeded my expectations. I agree. So because this ride already existed, it's been open at Shanghai Disneyland since 2016. And they basically just copied it like over to here. We knew what to expect, but we have never ridden it in Shanghai. And I avoided pretty much any watching other people ride it or anything like that so that we could experience it for the first time ourselves. But the kind of chatter that we could see online were from people who had gone to the cast member previews. We saw a lot of love for it and a lot of people liked it, but we saw chatter about like it's short and that people expected something different. I think part of it is that, yeah, this ride was supposed to open before Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was held up because of whatever pandemic and all of that. So Guardians opened first, which I think Guardians is a better ride overall, but it goes back to like not taking away, like Tron's not taking anything away. It's just more. It's just more to do. Like there's Guardians and there's Tron now. So there's a new ride in Magic Kingdom. But anyway, we both really liked it. I mean, I was looking forward to riding it, but I, I wasn't super excited for it. Like I was excited for Nintendo. I was excited for Guardians, mm. Velocicoaster. Mm. But this I was like, I'd like to ride it, but I'm not as excited. I think it exceeded my expectations by a good amount. I look forward now to riding it again. That's so interesting. So why do you think you weren't like as excited for it part of it i think stems from the fact that it already exists yeah and that's fair i remember following it and shanghai disney when it opened over there and people who had ridden it over there said how good it was but i think in this long period of six years five years since it's been announced here yeah it has taken one a long time it's taken so long for this ride to open from the time they announced it and from when it was supposed to open it's been a re- this has been the longest like between a ride being announced and an opening of any ride opening that I can remember. Yeah. And I think that harmed it a little bit in people's perceptions of how it was going to be, myself included. Yeah. But I think riding it, it was definitely better than I expected. And I am happy that it's there. We have different opinions a little bit on this. A little bit, yeah. Our opinions differ a little on this, which is, you know. I really enjoyed the seating on it and how it was and how unique it was. And you found it a little more uncomfortable. Yeah, which is funny because it wasn't truly comfortable for me (laughs) i had red marks on my legs and you know if you've been on a ride and you're physically marked (laughs) from it you like that you're like cool the way that you sit on this ride is very different from other motorbike type of rides you're sitting on a light cycle it's not really a motorbike it's a light cycle and on other rides like hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventures you sit up like you're on a bike but on this you lean forward and it's a very strange sensation and for me it was a little bit uncomfortable just having your shins parallel to the ground leaning forward so much but once that first launch once it took off i thought it was so fun i really really enjoyed the ride i was just wee the whole time. I think the indoor portion looks cool. Actually, I've seen a lot of people say that they want it to be fully indoors and I completely get that. And I do think that'd be cool too, but I think it's kind of neat to be able to see it going by when you're standing in the queue under that canopy, when you see the light cycle going by, I think that adds to the excitement. And then of course, I think one of the biggest things that we've seen 
chatter about online is people saying it's short. So we looked and it's approximately two minutes. Most roller coasters are approximately two minutes, but I think, you know, Disney rides do tend to be longer. Dark rides tend to be longer. Guardians of the Galaxy is longer. Maybe the layout and also how long this ride took to open, but it is the average length of a normal roller coaster. And I think after seeing people say it's short, it's short, in my head, I was like, all right, this is going to be over in two seconds. I was like, it's not. It didn't feel that short to me. It felt like good. It's interesting because there are other motorbike style roller coasters that have existed. There's some from Zamperla, others from Vekoma, like this one at Tron. I don't know if it's the longest, but it's one of the longer ones. Oh, interesting. So for the, I don't know how much longer you would want to be stuck That's in that. That's the thing. Path. I don't want to be sitting in there longer. I do think one thing that would help is like, we talked about this, like a big ending show scene, like mm-hmm. something at the end that gives you like a, you won, like good job users you won against the orange team like some sort of little presentation like an animatronic bike next to you something to kind of seal it like okay you're done i think would help yeah it does end kind of abruptly yeah it's just okay we're, we're did we won i guess we're done yeah <laughs> the launch is really great i like it it's fast it is fast what it's, is it like 60 miles per hour yeah so it's one of the faster disney coasters and you feel it yeah so disney obviously has wonderful rides that we all love but they're not known for high thrill and super fast rides they're not a ton of roller coasters and the ones they have are mostly family coasters and i would still say this is a family coaster but the seating is a little weird but again they do have an accessible seat at the end of three of the trains. So if it's uncomfortable or whatever, for whatever reason you can't or don't want to sit in those light cycles in that position, you can use that seat. And hopefully we get to try that one day. There's nothing quite like flying through the Magic Kingdom head first (laughs) at 60 miles per hour. I thought I would get like views of stuff, but I don't really remember like when you go outside. I don't think you can really see out because of the canopy. Yeah, maybe. I don't really remember. It's fast. It is fast. I would like to ride it again. And if a ride makes me want to ride it again Mm. it's a winner in my book (laughs) yeah i want to ride it again too i want to ride it at night when it opens it's gonna be virtual queue and you're really you're pretty good at getting us virtual queues so i'm gonna count on you for that don't don't tell anyone but i'm kind of a fan of the virtual queue system (laughs) (laughs) i know it's controversial and i kind of like it and i kind of don't we rode guardians of the galaxy the other day at epcot and just being able to like grab a virtual queue and there was no line Virtual queues are good if you could get them. Right. When you get the virtual queue, it's just like lightning lane. When you have a lightning lane, it's great. When you're in the standby line watching other people with lightning lane, not so great. Yeah. It's going to be virtual line and paid lightning lane at Magic Kingdom, which is the same as how Guardians work. Yeah. And I think since Guardians been open for, I mean, a year, nearly a year. Yeah. It's gone fast. It's gone fast. It's not too hard to get them now. It Uh, was at first. Like any new ride that opens at first it's hard either the lines are long or the virtual queues are hard to get but now it's not that hard to get them and i don't know what is bad would you rather have the chance to get a virtual queue and have a shorter wait or would you rather wait two like plus a two hours? hour line yeah and i think tron because of the way it is is going to benefit from a virtual queue system i think so too so the one thing i will say for it being a two minute ride i wouldn't want to wait two hours for that but we have waited two hours for two minute rides before Almost all of us who have been to theme parks outside of Orlando have. I mean, the majority of coasters, you're rarely going to get longer than two minutes. Yeah. So when you go to like theme parks and amusement parks all over the US and like in the UK, 
most roller coasters are are about that length and most of them have long lines but most parks have some sort of like quick queue or fast line option you can pay for and when we're going like for our first time or for one day and if we can swing it we usually will because the lines the lines are long out there i tell you what everywhere in the uk our speciality coasters are short roller coasters we have all different kinds of roller coasters but one thing that's consistent it's going to be short. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to like Alton Towers, Thorpe Park. The first thing I thought about like that was amazing. But wow, it was short. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Like every coaster. So I think also my expectations are different now because I got used to that. And at amusement parks all over the U.S. too, like Cedar Point and Kings Island, and Kings Dominion and Carowinds and all of these other parks. Like, yeah, the coasters are about two minutes. I, I do feel like if you grew up in the U.K., you might think Tron is a long roller coaster. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at Oblivion. Yeah, Oblivion's like, boop, boop. 13, all of those. Nemesis too, right? Yeah, Nemesis is pretty short. Pretty short. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, it's, it's not long. I appreciate a short coaster as long as it's good. Exactly. As long as it's good. And I feel like Tron, for a family audience at Disney, is good. Yeah, agree. Agree. We have a lot of thoughts about Tron, but I think once it opens to the public on April 4th, we're going to try to ride again and and have more thoughts about it. But those are just our initial thoughts. And at our past order preview, they were only letting people ride once. So we only got to ride once so far and we still have this many thoughts yeah. about it. But we love roller coasters and we love this stuff. I'm just happy that we'll have a new attraction at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and then coming up soon, or I guess in like the next year or two, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So there'll be another new ride, even though it is a replacement of a ride, it's going to be a new attraction. And it won't be that short because we already know. <laughs> yeah, we already know. Splash Mountain is pretty, pretty doggone long for a ride. So we can pretty much guess that Tiana's Bayou Adventure will be a nice long one. Unless they do a journey into imagination and cut out half the ride. No, but... <laughs> don't do that, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we should move into the next section. So the first section was what we've been doing and some like reviews and thoughts about stuff that's current and that we've been doing. And the next section will be like what's coming up, what we're excited for in theme parks and travel stuff we're going to do or stuff that just is happening in that world that we are excited for. So today they announced the opening date of a new RMC, Air Force One at Fun Spot Atlanta, which I still can't believe is going there. <laughs> it's so funny. So we were at the IAPA Expo when they made the big announcement. We were at the Fun Spot booth when they announced Air Force One and they gave us this lanyard that said we could bring it to like ride the ride when it opens. Remember? Yeah. I still have them somewhere. So we got to take it with us. So it opens March 31st. And Soon. Atlanta is a spot that whenever we go on a road trip we seem to end up in the middle of atlanta want it or not at rush hour traffic yeah every single time no matter what we do we can leave florida at nine in the morning or 4 p.m <laughs> and somehow we will end up in atlanta at 5 p.m it's so true maybe just rush hours all day in atlanta kind of yeah. like miami it's just yeah, rush correct. hour all day but yeah once we hit that atlanta traffic we know oh boy so having a, a nice new little rmc to drop off the highway and ride i mean you know i'm gonna be forcing you that way <laughs> you're gonna be airy forcing one of yeah <laughs> yeah so i've never been to fun spot atlanta i've been to the fun spots here well, in orlando well that is not technically true oh yes you're right go. we did go in 2022 we did a lot of road trips we spent i would say nearly half the year on the road traveling 
traveling around, which we both love road trips. And we're going to do more this year. We're going to talk about that on one portion of a road trip for whatever reason we were in Georgia. We were actually doing, we went to Sonoy to see some of the Walking Dead filming locations, which I'm so glad we did because they've torn down a bunch of that wall now. And we saw it. They did. They saved one piece, I think, as like a tribute a to tribute. film in the show there. But we saw the whole thing and that was It was really cool. cool. It was so impressive. And they filmed a ton of other movies in that town. And we walked around and we saw the sights. When we were driving around Sonoy and Barbie Beach, we said, oh, we're right near Fun Spot Atlanta. We actually pulled in and we saw Air Force One under construction. And as weird as it is that they're building this RMC at Fun Spot Atlanta, I mean, it made us go there just to see it being constructed. That's a good point. So it is smart. It is smart. It's going to get people, especially coaster enthusiasts, to Fun Spot Atlanta. It opens soon and it's on the way for our traffic jam central. <laughs> so we're going to go ride it. We are. We love these hybrid RMC coasters. So Iron Gwazi for me is my number one. It's a tie between Iron Gwazi and Still Vengeance. Oof, yeah, I love Still Ve- Still Vengeance was really good. You did quite a few last year. You did Iron Gwazi, Still Vengeance, Lightning Rod, mm-hmm. the one at Kentucky Kingdom, which I forgot the name <laughs> I of I forgot right the now. name too. Storm. <laughs> yeah, Storm Chaser. Storm, that was it. You did Storm Chaser. You did Twisted Timbers. Yeah. So you really did quite a good amount of RMC coasters last year. I have a, I have a few to compare them to. I know the feel, the like general feel of an RMC, and I really like it. And like the twists and turns that they use. I, I think this watching this animated POV, this looks like it's going to be really, really fun. And speaking of traveling Ooh, this year, da, 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 da. it is nearly time for our first road trip of the year. It's almost road trip season. Today we'll be leaving. Today as in the, the day this podcast on. is released, we are on our way on our first little mini road trip of 2023. And we're starting with what we know. Start with what we know and what we love. It is Pass holder preview and opening weekend of Dollywood. Dollywood! So we went to Dollywood for the first time last year in 2022, early in the year. You know, road trip season is all year. It's whenever you want it to be. But for us, what I have dubbed road trip season is like spring, basically spring and summer. And we went to Dollywood and we loved it. We fell in love with Dollywood, with Pigeon Forge, with Gatlinburg, all of it. So we became season pass holders and we renewed this year. As I said already on this podcast, and this is only the second episode, but it's the second time I've mentioned it. (laughs) I am ready for some cinnamon bread. Oh, yes. So when Dollywood first opens, we've been there for like different festivals. Like they have all these really cute festivals seasonally throughout the year, like Halloween and summer and spring. But when we go for opening, it's just no festival Dollywood. I don't think we've been when there's not been a festival going I don't think so either. When we went at first... It was the spring... It was the spring thing. The umbrella one. Yeah, with the umbrellas. And then after that, it was the kites. Yeah. And then it was Halloween. So this one, just (laughs) plain old Dollywood. What are you most excited for? Cinnamon bread. (laughs) Besides that, the brand new ride that is coming to Dollywood in 2023 will not be open yet when we go Big Bear Mountain Coaster. It will not. But it'll be cool to see the construction process since we last been there. And, of course, we'll be going back to ride it. We are a hive mind because I was hoping you were going to say, we'll get to see it under construction. We are one. We are one. We are one. Resistance is futile. <laughs> it's not Carowinds. We're not going on <laughs> Borg Assimilator. 
Um, but yeah, we're really excited to, I'm excited to ride um, Fire Chaser Express. I'm excited for, yeah, yeah, Thunderhead, their fun wooden roller coaster, uh, Mystery Mine. Mystery Mine. Even though it's very painful to ride. For me, Mystery Mine's a little painful, it but is. I like the song. We didn't go before they retract a section of it to be less painful. Oh my God, it was more painful. Yeah, it was more painful. It's kind of like, ow, oh, ow, oh, that was fun. (laughs) Saw the ride style. Oh my gosh. Can I just really quickly? So there's a Saw the Ride, a ride based on the Saw franchise at Thorpe Park in the UK, in England. And the first time I wrote it, Sam, I feel like you tricked me. I did not trick you. I just said, (laughs) I said, it's not as bad as watching a Saw movie. Okay, that's not what you said, but that is true. It's not as bad as watching a movie, but you were like, it's not bad. It's fine. That was one of the most, that was in my top five most uncomfortable, painful, I will never ride this again rides ever. But it's got some cool theming. No, I don't like the theming and I don't like the ride and I'm not riding it again. You could ride it next time and I'll just take a picture of you. I will ride it and Good. I will say time to play a game. <laughs> yeah. And the game is ow. Well, I guess that's the same thing in the movies. Yeah. But, that's the whole point of Soul. Okay. You know what I said? That it, what, Yeah. It matches the theming. It's yeah. very awful. What could be more on theme than <laughs> Saw than a very rough roller coaster? I guess. But, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Mystery Mind's not as bad as that at all. It's doable. Speaking of Fort Park, did you see? They <gasps> tore down Logger's Leap. Oh, I but never... they are get they are getting a new roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So it's bittersweet. Well, we'll go back to the UK theme parks again. I think we've gone every year. We don't know when yet. We were hoping to be there for the parks opening because there are a couple of new things. This year mm-hmm. in the UK. Let's talk about that. There is one, the Curse of Curse Alton of Manor, Manor. Which we are very excited for. Very. Two, there is a new version of Darren Brown's Ghost Train, <gasps> minus Darren Brown hmm. and VR. Weird. Two of the things that... <laughs> you liked least about <laughs> it. So I'm actually pleasantly excited to see this new version. I have said before, I think Darren Brown's Ghost Train is one of the worst <laughs> rides in any major theme park <laughs> anywhere in the world. And I'm not saying that lightly. It is not a good experience. And it's sad because it could have been a good experience. Cost so much money mm-hmm. and it was just bad. So when I wrote this for the first time, Darren Brown's Ghost Train is a ride at Thorpe Park in the UK also. And Sam had prepped me that it is bad. It is bad. So my expectations were like lower than the floor. So the first time I wrote it, I was like, it wasn't that bad. Like it was kind of cool. There's a lot I did not like. It's very claustrophobic, which I hate. I hated wearing the VR headset. I hate anything wearing a VR. I wish VR would just be gone from theme parks, but I don't I don't know if it will be because I feel like it gets dated so quickly. It's state of the art for like a year and then it's just dated looking, but it's also just uncomfortable for me and it's uh, claustrophobic. I, mean, I think it's uncomfortable for most people. Wait, being right? shaken around with a thing strapped to your face. Yeah, and the thing like moves and it's awful. There's some cool sets in there. The yes. subway set. Well, they've released some pictures showing that the train is still there. The sets are still similar to what they were before, but there is no VR. It's going to be Yay. an actor-led experience. Yay! Love that. So I'm I'm excited to try out so i was gonna describe it really quick first you're in this like room this dark claustrophobic room and there's like a weird presentation where darren brown's there and it's what it's not 3d it's like is it like pepper's ghost yeah basically it's like um hagrid's or you know the pre-shows at universal yeah, where yeah. they use a mirror or glass to reflect yeah so there's a thing there's a little thing and then they funnel you into this really cool set of like train subway things and then you get in you sit in it and you put this vr helmet on i'll give you the quick version okay <laughs> you sit 
sit down, you have VR on your head, a little ghost talks to you or a man, you get off, people shout at you. <laughs> you're supposed to try and solve a puzzle, but no but one like knows. Things touch your legs uh, while you're sitting in the subway. Things kind of like brush by you. Well, a man runs down the train and touches your leg. Yeah. So like in the, in the US, there's really theme park and amusement park rides, like nothing touches you and no one touches you. So that was one thing that threw me off. Like something brushed by my legs in yeah. that ride. That's like when you have the helmet on. So you, you see fake or VR images of like ghosts and stuff around you. And that's one of the big differences between haunts in the UK. Like mm. at One Towers, they touch you. Ooh. So that uh, in the UK, we just touch people at theme park. <laughs> no, that sounds wrong. That sounds <laughs> not wrong. Not like that. Not like that. But anyway, so if they remove the helmet and you are in there and there's like actors and ghosts, and I think this could be this could be a great attraction now. I'm not going to say great, but I'll say <laughs> it could be better. Also, like you talked about the curse of Alton Manor. Tell us a little bit about Duel and the changes. So originally it opened as the Haunted House, mm-hmm. which was the best ride ever. It was a classic haunted house. It had comedy. It was spooky as a kid. I mean, it was scary. Mm. And then they redid it as Jewel or Jewel. Which I got to write it as Duel. And because Duel. I heard you and like other people saying, it sounded like y'all were saying Jewel. So I thought the ride was called Jewel. And then I got there and I'm like, oh, it's Duel. But yeah, I, I really like Duel, but like it was. It was uh, shooting. Shoot them. So. Shoot, the, shoot the zombies and ghosts yeah. and skeletons and stuff. This new version will be obviously have updated effects, removing the guns, a Yay. new storyline, focusing on Emily, mm. who, if you've been through it, has a dollhouse in the old queue. I remember the dollhouse. So she's getting a whole story throughout. It's something to do with a repossessed house. Ooh. But I'm going to avoid everything about it. Okay. Until we go on it. We're going to avoid all... So I like that repossessed is like a pun. So it's like repossessed by like the mortgage company and repossessed. Ooh, my ghost. Ooh. I don't know if I'm making that up or if that's that's part of the story. It is now. But Alton Towers is really good with funny, cheeky marketing and puns and stuff like that. They are so funny with their marketing. But I am going to avoid everything to do with that. Right, other than so, what I just said. Okay, so we've decided we're going to avoid all spoilers about Curse of Alton Manor until we go and ride it. And then we'll tell you all the spoilers. And by the time we get there, I would have known every single fact about it. I've seen every single thing about it and I will know everything. But I'm going to try. You're going to try. And it's going to, I think, open with Alton Towers, right? When it opens for the season. I think it's just about two weeks away. Wow. So we'll get there ASAP. We just, we have a ton of travel plans that are like hinging on different things. So we can't solidify that until we know certain other things. But as soon as we can get out to the UK for theme park season, we will. Theme park season is nearly in full effect. Living here in Florida, it's it, it's so different because mm-hmm. we have theme park season all year. Mm-hmm. But outside of Florida, I mean, you're waiting for the spring. Yeah, outside of Orlando and I guess California, most theme parks and amusement parks are seasonal. They open in the springish and then they close for the winter. Like a lot of them are starting to have haunts and special Christmas events that they open for. But in general, it's just too cold most other places to be open year round. Yeah, I think there is some change happening where places like Carowinds and I don't even know. Some, somewhere else. Yeah, I saw that too. And, like are starting to open. Et cetera. Et cetera. Are starting to open more of the year. And the Carowinds is, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina border park, which is cool. Well, we liked Carowinds. We'll go we back this year too. I can't wait to go back to Carowinds. They've got a new area open this year too. So, Ooh. you know, lots to do. Lots and to Cedar see. Point. 
Point has a new area opening this year, right? Yeah. Is the boardwalk opening this year? The Cheese Mouse Ride. Yeah. I saw I saw the ride vehicle for the Cheese Mouse Ride at the IAPA Expo this year, and I got to sit in it, and I sat in a cheese, not a mouse. Uh, I'd like to sit in both. Yeah, I'd like to sit in both. We'll have to ride twice. Would you choose cheese or mouse? Mouse, I think. I choose cheese. <laughs> I think you're just going to say whatever the <laughs> yeah. opposite. Whichever the opposite. But there is actually quite a lot happening and to look forward to this year coming to theme parks, not just in the US, but the UK, Europe. The mm. Europe has a few <gasps> good rides. It's a Batman coaster coming. Ooh. Gotham. Batman. Yeah, uh, which, you know, maybe we need to explore. Oh, yeah. So I have done a lot of theme parks and amusement parks in the U.S. I've done almost all the major ones in the U.K., but I have yet to start exploring European theme parks, and that needs to change. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's coming. Sam, you've been to quite a few of them. What have you been to in Europe? I've been to not as many as I would like because there are a surprising amount of good, unique and cool parks throughout Europe. Efteling. Mm. I mean, obviously Disneyland Paris. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've been, been there. That's true. I have been to one European theme park, Disneyland Paris. I'm like, I don't count it because it's Disney, but it counts. Fantasia Land, Port Aventura. There are a lot. So we have quite the selection to uh, <sighs> visit. Maybe a European road trip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to we're gonna try to keep... We get so excited. I want to talk about it all, but we also like, to, like it to be a surprise. So we'll try to keep a little bit of that under wraps. But there's a lot of exciting things coming like dollywood today dollywood right now as we're recording this i'm like packing and getting ready and at the time of this release we're already almost there i hope that when we're at dollywood normally dolly's there <gasps> sometimes she does announcements i think there's a chance we might get the opening date for big bear mountain Okay, so first of all, uh, we both love Dolly Parton. She is an American icon. I love her. She's sometimes there for like opening weekend for the season. So if we see Dolly, I am going to be so excited. But yeah, they may announce the opening date of Big Bear Mountain Coaster. So, you know, we're putting it out there. Oh, yeah. If we put it out there, it will come. You asked me earlier what I was most excited for at Dollywood. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you something I'm excited for not at Dollywood. Ooh. Bucky's. Oh, Bucky's. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's talk about Bucky's. I have a note here in my notes. Actually, I have road trip season is coming up and I have a new Bucky's is opening in Florida in Marion County. They've approved a plan to bring one to Ocala and that's going to be kind of on our way to Atlanta on the I-75. We already almost always stop at the one in uh, St. Augustine, right? Yeah, if we're going up to the Virginia way Mm. and that's that side, we always stop at the one in either St. Augustine or Daytona. Mm. So it's going to be so nice to stop in a new Bucky's. And if you don't know, they're gas stations, but there's so much more. And before we ever went, I didn't get it. I was like, what is this hype about gas stations? What is wrong with people? But once we went, I realized when you're out on road trips and you need to like use the restroom or get a coffee, there's so many gross places like the gas stations and the rest stops can be just gross or they have really yucky coffee. The bathrooms are atrocious. Some of them are even scary. Like it's not great. And you do it. You just you're roughing it. You're on the road. You do it. But Bucky's is like, oh, it's like a haven. The bathrooms are clean. There's like a gazillion bathrooms. It's the theme park of gas stations. Yeah. It, they're huge. They have a gazillion gas pumps. They have stores inside of them with cute, cute merchandise, their own branded like snacks and food. Their coffee is amazing. They make food there. Mm-hmm. To anyone who lives in Texas, this is going to sound like you guys 
Yeah. Just, you're, you're just going to shake your head. Yeah, but you're going to be like, yeah, duh. When we drove to Texas to go to Formula One last year, and when we saw those small buckies, oh. we were so confused. We were like, what is this tiny thing? There are some tiny ones. Yeah. But the one coming to Florida is going to be 80,000 square feet. Going to have all the buckies merch and stuff like that. 120 gas pumps, space for 750 parking spaces, 28 electric vehicle spots, and it'll be the third buckies in Florida. This is not sponsored by Bucky's. <laughs> Listen, Bucky's, if you want to sponsor our podcast, we are so open to that. Can you imagine? I, I was going to say you are wearing a Bucky's t-shirt right now, but you're not. Okay, so the next section that we have is where we're going to talk about things we're watching and playing, like shows and games that have to do with theme parks and updates and things that we're doing. And there's two big ones right now. Firstly, I, I know which one you're going to talk about first, but <laughs> okay. I'm going to choose the opposite one. Okay. Firstly... The Last of Us. No, that's the one I was going to talk about. Oh, okay. Then great minds think hive mind. Hive mind. Resistance is futile. It's not, it's not Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, so The Last of Us. Oh my gosh. I love the games. Both of them. I have played them multiple times. I was so excited for the TV show and the TV show has been amazing. But what I'm more excited about... <gasps> Is there is a rumor, <laughs> this is not confirmed in any way, mm -mm. but there is a rumor that The Last of Us could potentially be a house at Halloween Horror Nights. And if that is the case, I will be so happy. They have done video game houses before. So they've done Silent Hill. They've done Resident Evil. Both of them were terrible houses. <laughs> Both of them were awful versions of the game. Oh. But I feel like if they do The Last of Us House, there is no way they will not go all out on it. I hope so. I think I think a lot of us are watching this show right now. It's an HBO show based on the video game, like Sam said. So Sam is, I would say, a gamer. Like you play a lot of games and I would not call myself a gamer. I play games like Animal Crossing and Super Mario Brothers and Tetris. I play like cozy games. But Sam is like a real gamer. Like you, you're pretty good. <laughs> a real one. A real live one. And he has his own computer that he built, which I talked about last time. But you play on the TV and all the systems. I'm very much into my technology. The man loves his tech. I sometimes will watch some of the games he plays if they are really cool looking and have a great story and good music and I hear it. Like sometimes I'll be in the room and I'm like doing my own thing and he's playing or sometimes I'm in the other room in the office and I can hear it and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Still like Red Dead Redemption. When you were playing that, I remember I sat down and I was doing something else and I like put my phone down and I watched you play almost that whole game. What? what what do you say when it's a good one? Oh yeah, I say good movie. Because <laughs> it's like watching a movie with the cutscenes and the story, and then I'll even help you. I'll be like, click over there, press the triangle. Yeah, I'm very good at pretending you're helping. No, I help. <laughs> anyway, when you played Last of Us, I watched pretty much the whole thing because it's a game that's like a movie to watch. Yeah, I don't think we should go into spoilers because okay. there's still one episode left. Ooh! But... I mean, the majority of people know the story if right. you play the game or... But they've changed it a bit. They have a little, Like, they yeah. changed the Frank story. Like, they have changed... I think they've adapted the game to the show. Excellent. Excellent. So, so well. And they've changed just enough to keep you on your toes where you don't know, like, is it going to happen like in the game? Or is yeah. it going to be a little bit different? And I think they have adapted this show from a game excellently. Mm -hmm. So I think Halloween Horror Nights, if, if it happens... Yeah. We'll adapt it excellently. And we were watching it last night and then we were just like, this scene will be awesome at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So this, I think, franchise would lend itself so well to Halloween Horror Nights, either a house or a scare zone, really. Both. 
Yeah, both with like the clickers and the build the, the quarantine zone the in New QZ, York. Yeah, and oh. then just you go in. If that comes to Halloween Horror Nights, I believe that would be the most popular house of the year. That would be the It House, yeah. not like It the movie, which oh. It would be a good. Have they done an It House? No, the Stephen King like It. Mm-hmm. That would be a cool one. There was a in California a couple of years ago. They did a It House, I believe, at the Warner Brothers Studios because they did. I think it was just for one year. They did mm. like a horn. It had Joker from Batman. It had It. I love. Stephen King I grew up reading his books like those were some of the earliest books I read and I just love them oh they did a shining house they did yeah shining is great yeah that was a good house too yeah that's good I mean they've already announced the Chucky house yeah which you know Chucky is a funny franchise like I did like the original Chucky movies I'm not watching the show I know there's a new show maybe we'll check it out I imagine it's gonna be based on the show yeah maybe we need to watch it then to get caught up we always Whenever they announce the full lineup of Halloween Horror Nights, we always watch everything to get caught up. Yeah, and everything related to it. Mm-hmm, so that we can be fully like caught up. And that's a fun thing to do. If you like Halloween spooky things and Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, Halloween Horror Nights homework. Yeah, you do your Halloween Horror Nights homework. First homework is watch all of Sam's Halloween Horror Nights history videos on his Expedition Theme Park YouTube channel. Good plug. And then homework is watch the movies and the shows. We have to uh, watch Megan. I haven't watched that yeah, yet. Yeah, we need to watch that. I've been debating doing a Horror Nights 31 video. I didn't do it last year at the time because mm. we had so much going on. Mm. And I, I did a history of the director video. But I think I'm leaning towards doing a video of Halloween Horror Nights 31. A look back kind of to get excited for this year. You do one every year. So Sam does a series on the history of like the characters and the lore and all that. But then every year he does like a look back video where he goes over everything in really in depth and they're really good. And you didn't do one for 31. So you need to. Yeah, I, uh, I need to get on that. How many you times are I get out? on that. What else? What else can you talk about that you're working on for your YouTube channel, Sam? So I just put out a video on Six Flags Stars Hall of Fame Wax Museum. That is quite the title. Yeah. And it, I think so many of us, like, I never knew that existed. I don't remember that existing at all. I don't think many did. And the building is still there. Crazy. It is now offices. Spoiler alert if you watch the video. <laughs> uh, but it's a very small Six Flags attraction that used to be here in Orlando. So that was my latest video that I just finished. It was really interesting. There was hardly any information on it. So it was a lot of newspaper diving and reading through old articles to try and put that story together. I love making like the smaller attractions like that, like Mystery Fun House or the Spider-Man ride that was in Niagara Falls, the WWE ride, which that was a big undertaking. Yeah, a <laughs> good one. <laughs> the Undertaker. See, even I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I I think some of my favorite videos of yours are these like extinct attractions that like nobody even remembers existed. It's like, did this, did you make this up? Is this for real? And it's not. And you do so much research and I, I love them. The, the Niagara Falls Spider-Man one, that was, that's one of my favorites. That was a really funny one too. Yeah, that was a good one to make. I enjoyed that one. I do have a few that I'm working on at the moment. Uh, obviously, we'll be heading back to Las Vegas, which is one Mm. of my favorite places Mm. to look into attractions because there are some wild ones. Star Trek, for example. Mm. But there's a couple of things in the pipeline. There should be a new one coming out shortly. Yay. Oh, speaking of pipeline, we forgot to add into the section of things we're excited about the new pipeline coaster opening at SeaWorld. 
It kind of also relates to Tron because it's another shorter roller coaster with a weird seating arrangement. You're right. It's going to be a stand-up coaster, which I've only been on one stand-up coaster ever before, a shockwave at Drayton Manor. That's the only one I've been on. And that was quite an experience. Drayton Manor was really fun. But this is a brand new kind of new system. And it's like you're on a surfboard. It's going to be unique. That's for sure. A new generation of stand-up coasters. The next generation, you could say. This is full of Star Trek. It's references this, this episode. <laughs> I'm excited for Pipeline. And SeaWorld just last year opened Icebreaker. Another show we've been watching. I guess mm. we better head into a different frontier. Ooh. <laughs> the Mandalorian is back. So the Mandalorian show has returned. Although we did kind of get a mini Mandalorian show in the Boba Fett show. Yeah, that was not that what was, I was expecting. But yeah. I mean, I... I I feel like you have to watch that, otherwise you would be very confused. If you didn't watch the Boba Fett series and you pick up watching Mandalorian now after the last season ended of Mandalorian, so much happened in Boba Fett that you'd be like, what? Yeah, but the first episode of this season of Mandalorian started off good. I it started enjoyed off it. good. It was really fun. It was really funny. There was a lot of like little meh, meh, meh characters. Yeah. There's a lot of side quests going on with uh, Mando right now. He's trying to regain his purity. He was like, he was trying to get somewhere and someone was like, no, please go and collect eight balls yeah. for me. Sorry, Mario. The princess is in another castle. Exactly. <laughs> and Grogu's not helping at all. He's not. I keep, use the force. Do something. He just yeah. blinks and looks cute and coos. And yeah, I liked it. The first episode was fun. So last week, we put it out there for some questions. So I think we're going to end this, our first slash second episode <laughs> with the questions well at least a few of the questions we won't be able to answer all of them we got a good amount more than the one i predicted more than we expected yeah more than the one you thought we'd get if you want to submit a question put it on twitter and hashtag expedition enthused that way we can find it easily and if you don't use twitter email us at expedition enthused at gmail.com so let's start rolling through the questions justin asked this is for you sam are there attraction wishes that you've been asked to make a video about and have no desire don't wish to do and then he wrote Dang it, Lance. I didn't even say Arrow or Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I have a huge list of attractions and places and things that I would like to cover. And there are some things I, I generally only try and make videos of something I'm interested in. Mm. And I really like those smaller, unique or yeah. lesser known stuff that I want to learn about as much as I want to make a video about. Basically, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me actually what Disney program I did. Oh, yeah. So there is a company in the UK, and I think they do Europe too, called Yummy Jobs. And if you go to yummyjobs.com, they do internships at Disney and Universal and all kind of things like that. But if you are from the UK or somewhere like that, and you're interested in working at Disney for a year, you could go to yummyjobs.com and those guys... They'll help you out. <laughs> the yummy jobs are good peeps, right? Yeah, they're good peeps. I've met some of them too. Yeah, they're nice people. So I, this is a good one. Would you start a travel theme park based YouTube channel today if you didn't already have an established one? Yes, <laughs> I would because I love it. And that's I started my channel because it's what I really, really love and what I do and would be doing anyway, whether I had a camera or not. So I'm just sharing what I genuinely love. And I think it's the same for Sam. So yes. Um, let's see, maybe one more. Some people asked... Are we married? <laughs> We've gotten that question. People have noticed the rings. And the answer is 
No. Yes. The answer is yes. We are married. Yeah, uh, we are. And that, you know, Sam lives here with me and I'm so happy. I love him with all my heart. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, people ask that quite a lot. Yeah. And we didn't make like a, a video of us getting married. It was just us and our friends and family. Yeah. Just like, funny. you know. Normal peeps. Just normal peep stuff. But we appreciate everyone who said congrats. Yeah, we and really, really do. Those eagle-eyed people who <laughs> have spotted it. You guys are awesome. Should we tell people where we got engaged? Yeah, we've never talked about this. Ooh, we have never talked about this I don't, to anyone. I don't think anyone outside of our family and friends <laughs> knows this. No, I don't think anyone. Yeah, where did you propose to me? So I actually asked first... On the Haunted Mansion, your favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Because we were sat in the ride and it was just <laughs> us, because you always said it, what you wanted it to be there. We also did one where my family could be there. And that was at Orton Towers. In the gardens, my favorite part. In the gardens. So beautiful down there if you've ever been down there. And to take the most beautiful person I know there, oh. it was just a match made in heaven. Oh. And Sam got down on one knee and like, it was so total, like surprise, beautiful. Like, oh, it was amazing. So yeah, that is the first time we've ever talked about that. Mia. <laughs> <laughs> so now Alton Towers will be, is even more special to us, especially the gardens. The gardens are gorgeous. Like you need to take time to walk through them if you go there and again very historic very historic now for our own reasons part of our story yeah Aww. i think that's a good one to end it on we are going to try and release a new episode every wednesday that is our schedule right now every wednesday unless we state otherwise you can count on a new episode of expedition Enthused. and what we're going to do next week is cinnamon bread dollywood oh yeah dollywood. <laughs> yeah anyway let's wrap up yeah that's where I felt. This was fun. This was fun. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Thank you to everyone who listened to our first introductory episode. So many people shared it. So many people chatted to us, congrats to us about the episode. And it was incredible. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone who shared it, like tagged us in Instagram stories, tagged us on Twitter. You doing that is so encouraging to us. It makes us so grateful and happy. And then it also like helps get the word out. So it's like really, really awesome. The love that we have gotten, we want to give back to you times a thousand. So hopefully you're feeling it through these episodes because we want to give you all the love. I guess we better go and pack for our first road trip of the year. Woohoo! So on that note, as always, stay enthused. And we will see you next time.